tell you. If you brought your Bibles this morning, we want to look at Romans chapter 1. We'll look at Romans chapter 1, Revelation chapter 19, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 as we bring all three of these together. Romans chapter 1, Revelation 19, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. There is a wonderful word that you'll find in God's Bible, His holy word, and I want to share that word with you. It's an exciting word. It's a word that you can't say and remain still. It's a word that you can't say and remain unemotional. It's a word that you can't say and remain uninvolved. It's just a single word. And that word is hallelujah. Now, I don't know if you picked that word up in the songs or not. But the choir sang a song just a few minutes ago and used the word hallelujah several times in that song. And just a few minutes ago, Terry led us in the song, Before I Came Up, and the word hallelujah, hallelujah, was used in that song. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's a Hebrew word. Hele means you praise, you being singular, you praise. Helelu, helelu is a Hebrew word which means you, plural. You, plural. You praise. All of you praise. All that's within you, praise. Hallelujah. When you add the little word yah, J-A-H, that's a word for Jehovah, a word for God, a word for Lord. And so literally the word hallelujah simply means praise ye, all of ye, all that's within you, praise the Lord. There's a little song that I learned years and years ago. Some of you probably have sung it at church. And it was just called Hallelujah. And it was praise ye the Lord, Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord, Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord, Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Now I remember one time at a revival service, the evangelist divided the congregation. And uh, not literally, but, but, <laughs> but just to sing this song. One side sung, praise ye the Lord. The other side sung, hallelujah. The other side, praise ye the Lord, hallelujah. Then we all came together and said, praise ye the Lord. The point is, is that we need to remember that hallelujah means praise ye the Lord. Now, also remember that praise is, the word simply means praise. The word praise means to extol. It means to bless. Um, the word praise really is a response word. Praise is a response. That means that you don't have praise until something happens first. Have you ever um, been around someone and all of, a sudden, all of a sudden something great and something happened in their life and they said, praise the Lord. Or they said, hallelujah. Well, you, you don't praise the Lord uh, until something happens first. Hallelujah is a response to when something happens great from the Lord. And so we don't have praise unless there's a reason for praise. And praise is always a response from the human heart. It comes from deep within. Uh, praise comes from a, a deep conviction 
from our heart. And so the concept of praise means a sincere acknowledgement with real conviction of someone or something value or worthy. So that means that something happens or someone does something and we have a deep conviction that that's the object of our praise and, and it's a worthy object for praise. Have you ever praised your children? I'm sure you have. Perhaps you've praised your children for, uh, for their grades in school. Or perhaps you've praised your children because of their performance uh, on stage or their performance in a sports game or sports event. Men, have you ever praised your wife perhaps for a, a special meal that she prepared? And you said, honey, that, that's the best meal I've had and I don't know when. Or perhaps, ladies, you've praised your husband for a project that he's recently completed. Or, or maybe you've been after him to complete it for a long time. And finally he does it. You say, oh, you just, you sweetest thing. I just want to praise you for doing that. You ever done that? You don't have to answer that, but just think about it for a while. So we don't, we don't have praise unless there's something happens first. And praise is always the response of the human heart. And praise comes from a deep conviction within our heart. Now, with all that said, this Easter morning, as we consider all of that that I've shared, and all that we know about Christ, what would be one word that would express our deepest convictions about Christ. How about hallelujah? Hallelujah. Now I want to list three things from why we should say hallelujah about Jesus or for Christ. The first one is hallelujah for the deity of Jesus Christ. Now if you would look at Romans chapter 1 and look at verses 1 and following. Romans chapter 1 and look at verse 1. Romans 1, verse 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Did you notice that? Hallelujah for the deity of Christ. How do we know that Jesus was truly human? Well, the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 there, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, we know that he was human because he was, he was a man. He, he was from a descendant from David. The Bible says that um, uh, in the beginning, in John 14, 1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh. That's the incarnation. That's when Jesus Christ, the man, expressed himself by being born in the flesh as God incarnate. God incarnate. So how do we know that he was truly Man, because of the incarnation, he was born of flesh. He was born of the Virgin Mary. But the question then comes, how do we know that he was truly God? He's truly man, he was truly God. How do we know that? Well, we know that because of the resurrection. Notice what he says there. Uh, 
Notice what he says there in, in Romans chapter 1 when he, when he said that, that Christ, the proof of his, his deity was of the resurrection and he declared to be the Son of God in verse 4 with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Did you know that no founder of any world religion claimed to be God? Abraham and Moses, the founders of Judaism, never claimed to be God. Mohammed, the founder of Islam, did not claim to be their God, Allah. The uh, Buddha uh, did not claim to be God. The Buddhists did not claim to be God. Zoroaster never claimed to be God. But Jesus is the only person who claimed to be God. Now, what proof do we have that Jesus was God? You know, in order to... To, uh, to verify who you are, you have identification, you have credentials. Just because someone claims to be someone really doesn't mean that they are. Uh, you have this identification, you have credentials. You, you know, today you have to be careful because of identity theft. You have people who pretend to be someone else. And Jesus said that he was the Son of God. So how do we know that he was the Son of God? What are his credentials that he's the Son of God? Well, John 1 verse 19 says, He said, destroy this temple, referring to his body, and in three days I will rise it up, or I'll raise it up. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, listen to what God's Word says. Matthew 12, verse 40. He says, for as Jonas was in three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And then in Mark chapter 8, verse 31, he taught that the Son of Man must suffer many things and after, after three days rise again. And so Christ had his credentials. He had his own personal prophecy about himself. Destroy this temple, referring to his body. Three days I'll raise it. And we can say hallelujah this morning because the resurrection proved the claim that he was the Son of God. And so Easter allows us uh, to say with deep conviction, hallelujah for the deity of Jesus Christ because he is the Son of God. Knowing what we know about Christ, knowing what we have in Christ, we can say on this Easter morning, Hallelujah for the deity of Christ. And then we can say hallelujah for perfect salvation. Perfect salvation. Look at Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. I want to read one verse, and I believe it pretty well sums up what I've been trying to say. Revelation chapter 19. We want to look at verse 1. Verse 1 says, And after these things... I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, notice that, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Hallelujah for His deity. Hallelujah for His perfect salvation. You know there is nothing incomplete about what God gives. Um, God's salvation brings peace with God. The Bible says in Romans 5 verse 1, Therefore, 
being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. Salvation brings peace with God. Uh, prior to our salvation, we were enemies with God. We were, at, the Bible says, at enmity with God. But because of our salvation, the war is over. We're no longer an enemy of God. We have peace with God. So God's perfect salvation brings peace with God. But not only peace with God, it brings peace of God. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So not only do I have peace with God, the war is over, and we're not enemies anymore, and I'm a child of His, but I also have peace of God. You know people who have peace of God. You, as a Christian, you've experienced peace of God. You've been through some terrible crisis, perhaps, perhaps in your life, and all of a sudden you just had this peace that came over you, and the Bible says that it's, it's not understandable, it's, it's unspeakable, it's full of glory. It's this peace that comes over you, and all of a sudden what was going to tear you down and what was going you thought was going to destroy you, suddenly you're able to rise up and you're able to meet it head on, and you just have this peace about you. That's the peace of God that passes all understanding. You only have that when you come to know Christ. So you have peace with God. The war is over. Friends with God. Then you have the peace of God. That passes all understanding. You really can't explain it, but you've experienced it perhaps. Salvation brings peace with God. This perfect salvation brings peace of God. It brings the forgiveness of sin. It brings the removal of guilt. It brings the assurance of heaven. And so this complete salvation carries me through life. This salvation carries me through death. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. It carries me through life. This salvation carries me through death. And this salvation carries me into eternity. His complete salvation is a hallelujah thing. So when you say, I'm saved, you should say, I'm saved. Hallelujah, man, I'm saved. That's a deep conviction. Think about man's salvation for a while. Think about salvation that mankind can give. Salvation that mankind gives today is only temporary. I mean, if your life is saved by, uh, or in some accident, uh, you were saved, really, for another date with death. If you... Um, all of a sudden, you begin to have heart problems, and you had a stent or a heart transfer, uh, transplant. Well, I mean, you were saved from death, but really at the same time you were saved, but for another date with death. So, you know, if you're drowning, if you were drowning in a lake, and all of a sudden you were rescued from that drowning event, you were saved from that drowning event. However, you were saved for another date with death. So mankind's salvation is temporary. 
But God's salvation is eternal. God's salvation is permanent, and that's worth shouting hallelujah for. Now, this morning, the lost person cannot praise God. Because remember, the praise, the extol, the hallelujah, comes from a deep conviction from the heart, or within the heart. And so the lost person, um, they really can't praise God with a hallelujah. They don't have that deep conviction. Now, they might acknowledge that God exists. Well, I believe in God, you know, and, and I'm sure they do. They believe he's the creator. They believe that, you know, just the human body itself could not be put together with just a bang. The integral parts, we still don't know exactly how the heart works and the brain works. We know a little, but not much. And, and they know the existence of God. They know the power of God. And perhaps they know of the wisdom of God. But sincere praise comes from a deep conviction in our hearts. And that person without Christ does not have that. I have salvation in my heart. I know my sins have been forgiven. I've trusted Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. There's been a change that's, came, that's come over me, a change from the inside that manifests itself on the outside. And because of that, I can say hallelujah with a deep, a, a deep conviction because I know of this perfect salvation. But a person without Christ cannot do that. So Easter today allows us to say with conviction as a Christian, hallelujah for the deity of Christ and hallelujah for his perfect salvation. And then third, hallelujah for his soon coming again. Now, if you will, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and I'll close with this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, familiar passage perhaps. We'll begin reading with verse 13. Paul said, I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, those that are dead, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah for his soon coming again. Now, it's been a long time since the Marys made their trip to the tomb in which Jesus was laid. It's been a long time. But, however, Christ arose just like he said he would. He ascended into heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father just as he said he would. Acts chapter 2. And one day he's coming again. Just like he said he would. And so, hallelujah. As the songwriter said, what a day that will be. 
when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, and he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. That will be a hallelujah time. And so hallelujah for Easter, for the deity of Christ, and for the perfect salvation of Christ, and for the soon coming again of Christ. Hallelujah. What a Savior. A person by the name of Philip Bliss wrote a hymn in 1875 with that title. Hallelujah, what a Savior. 139 years ago. Man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came. Ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Bearing shame and suffering rude, in my place condemned he stood. Sealed my pardon with his blood. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Guilty, vile, and helpless we, spotless Lamb of God was he. Full atonement, can it be? Hallelujah, what a Savior. Lifted up was he to die. It is finished was his cry. Now in heaven exalted high. Hallelujah. What a Savior. When He comes, our glorious King, as His ransomed home to bring, then anew His song will sing. Hallelujah. What a Savior. You know, as we close this morning, it would be terrible to awake one morning and to have lost your voice completely. Never to have your voice again. And never to be able to voice the words, Hallelujah! He is risen. But something that would be far worse than that is to have a voice and not voice it. Hallelujah! What a Savior. This morning we can sing hallelujah. We can say hallelujah. Hallelujah for his deity. Hallelujah for his perfect salvation. And hallelujah for his soon coming again. Let me ask you this. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning? Can you honestly say that you've experienced the resurrection of Jesus Christ? That you have you've had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ, that you've asked Him to forgive you and you've turned from your sin and you've turned to Him and asked Him to come into your life and save you. You've trusted in Him. You believe from your heart that God sent Him to die on the cross for your sins. and You believe that He died for your sins and He was buried. And then on the third day He arose again. And He's alive today and that's why we celebrate this day. He's alive. Hallelujah, he's alive. But you've never trusted him to be your Lord and Savior. And you don't have that deep conviction inside where you can say, Hallelujah, what a Savior. You know, you can have that today. You really can. Let me encourage you in just a moment. Terry's going to lead us in a hymn of invitation. You may be a guest here today, and that's great. That's good. We're not talking about being a, joining a Baptist church. We're talking about having a having a relationship with a person by the name of Jesus. 
If you've never trusted Christ, you need to do that today. Then you would know without a shadow of a doubt that when this life is over, that you have, even today, that perfect salvation that only Christ can give. Would you come today? You may want to come in recommitment of life as a Christian. Are you not with this church? Ever how you feel the Lord leading you. But as I pray this morning, allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart and your lives and do business with God, whatever that might be this morning. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for a time that we've had to come together this morning. Just in resurrection praise, thank you for all the songs that we were able to sing and those we could, others sung. And, and Father, now for your word and how you've spoken to our hearts, Lord, in that out of deep conviction, we can say this morning as your people, hallelujah, what a Savior. We can say hallelujah, Jesus Christ lives today. And so, Father, I pray for each person here, and I pray for those perhaps who have never trusted you as Lord and Savior of their life, that they might come today and receive the free gift of eternal life. And, Father, that they might experience you in a new and uh, different way, that no longer an enemy of God, but a friend of God. And so, Father, I pray today that People will come and trust you as Lord and Savior of their life, receive you into their life. And others will come and make decisions, whatever those might be. Lord, we pray you'll be honored during this invitation time. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.